0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Be Love Give Love podcast. I'm Abby Lewis, founder of Be Love Give Love. Today, I want to ask you a question How deep are your roots? Are you being easily swayed by the storms of life? Are you losing your peace? Are you being tossed to and fro, doubting, worrying? Uh, in a state of turmoil, in a state of chaos. If that's you, you know, keep listening, keep hanging out with me. I want to share some personal stories of things that I've endured, things that I've overcome, and how how I was able to to get through that storm, and how I continue um, to be able to to walk in peace in the midst of life. It wasn't always easy. As many of you know, I hit rock bottom in 2002 with with what was diagnosed as an extreme panic disorder. Now, you know, people say they have anxiety and anxiety attacks. This was a panic disorder. Literally, I was in a state of panic all the time, 24-7. No peace whatsoever. Everything terrified me. Um, And even my dreams. I had horrific nightmares. So I just had no rest, no no peace, no sense of stillness. How did I get out of that? How did I manage to become who I am today and share my story and be able to live in a state of peace? And many of you know, I've written the book called Living Still, Walking in Peace in the Midst of Life, which is my entire journey. Um, of when I hit rock bottom and everything I did to get out of that that pit of hell, that pit of destruction, I never received professional um, counseling, rehab. Uh, I was addicted as well to to alcohol and and some drugs and things like that. But I never went to rehab. I never, you know, got on prescription drugs or anything like that. Um, not that any of that's wrong it just was not my pathway to healing and I didn't even try any of that Um, literally what saved me was stillness was teaching myself how to be still um and stepping up to that every single day stepping into it uh, choosing to be still now I didn't know um that that was, was my pathway to healing. I didn't know that, you know, oh, Abby, go outside and be still. It was a just a miraculous, supernatural experience that wooed me into that place of deep rest and stillness and choosing every single day to go back outside in nature to hopefully find that sense of peace and God's presence every single day. And I did, and God showed up every single day to give me that peace and over time I came out of that pit but even in the midst of you know coming out of that I still had to uh, walk things out I still had to process things I still had to go through the healing process which I always tell people you know I'm a wellness coach and I've been in the wellness field since 2005 and I love helping people I love coming alongside of them Helping them along their path, helping them move forward, to encourage them, to uplift them, to speak life into them, to be bold and speak the truth and love to them and light their path, to be love and give love, to accept them right where they're at unconditionally, no judgment, no criticism, uh, meet you right where you're at and just light your path and help you through whatever it may be, help you find peace in the midst of it. And the podcast, I, just you know, decided to do the podcast because of my uh, deep heart to just connect with people and share and inspire. So, I want to share something that happened to me several years ago, and um, I just want you to kind of just sit with it and imagine how you would feel if you heard these words spoke over you. Um, Right after we left, we're military family. Right after we left for our first duty station, which beautifully enough, and and it was intense, but we were uh, we were um, sent to Hawaii from Missouri, which everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, you're going to Hawaii!" and "Oh, it's such paradise." Well, yes and no. Yes, it was beautiful yes, it was, you know, a really neat experience, but very, very, very hard season for me. You know, I'd already written the book. I was speaking and teaching. I had my own practice in Missouri. I was doing really, really well, um, and enjoying, uh, being able to use my gifts and talents to help people. And all of that was stripped completely away from me, completely family, church family, um, my career, my clients, all my speaking engagements, the community involvement, all of that completely 100% stripped at one time. And we knew that we knew that we knew that God was calling my husband to join the military. And we went in obedience to what God was calling us to do as a family. And I supported Tim and uh, it wasn't easy to let all that go, but I knew that I was called to do that. And I always say Hawaii, because we were there for three years, was the hardest but most beautiful season because um, of the pruning. You know, God says he's going to prune us back so we'll be, be more fruitful. And that's what he did. He stripped me away and <laughs> cut me down to nothing uh, in a sense where I wasn't involved in anything. And it was incredibly difficult, but at the same time, so beautiful because I learned so much, but in the midst of having all of that happen, um, we found out that our child had autism. Uh, We left when he was just barely three. And um, so I had to, you know, weather that. I had to learn how to become a military spouse and navigate through military life, deployments, things like that. Just a whole new realm of life um, navigate through being pruned back and not having those things that I was used to. I um, was a Native American, uh, Native Missourian, so I lived there my whole life and just completely being uprooted, um, stripped from family, friends, church. I mean, it was just crazy. And then having to go through um, autism, just grieving the child you thought you were gonna have. So that was a a, a journey and, um, but on top of that, on top of all of that, um, I just wasn't feeling hundred percent. Something was off. I didn't know what it was. And we went to the, I went to the doctor and, you know, military gives us beautiful benefits. Everything is completely covered, which is, which is a blessing considering, you know, all the therapy that my little guy has to have. And then everything that I had to endure for six years, what I'm about to tell you went on for six years years um, so it was discovered pretty quickly after Hawaii after we got there and then it went um, and carried over to where we live now in North Carolina because we're stationed in North Carolina now and so uh, long story short <laughs> already eight minutes into this but um, I had a very very large amount of fluid that was discovered on my heart I didn't have the symptoms that you normally would have with that. And it was just a fluke thing that we discovered it. Um, I'm very in tune to my body. I'm very in tune to the still small voice. I felt God just asking me to ask the doctor to keep diving deeper. Something was off. Keep diving deeper. Because we did the blood work. We did this. We did that. All things that could be done you know, pretty much in his office. But nothing showed up. And I said, "Can we check my heart?" He did an EKG. He's like, "Your heart's fine," you know. Everyone knows because, uh, or when you have a history of anxiety, like I did, what you put on your you put on your record, they just go back to it's just anxiety. You're just stressed. And I'm like, "Mm, I know what that feels like. So. Anyway, we I asked him. He's like, "Well, do you want an echo?" And I said, "Well, can I have that? I, what does that show? Yeah, you know, an echocardiogram." So I went in and um, had the echo pretty quickly after that, and he basically reassured me, "I'm pretty confident your heart is fine." Well, it threw all of us off. You know, I'm healthy, I'm fit. I eat well, everything, there, there's no reason why I should have had this, but they discovered a very large amount of fluid on my heart and immediately went and got a cardiologist. And then she said, um, ma'am, you have a very large amount of fluid. Um, it's called a, an infusion uh, on your heart. And we need to know, we need to figure out why. And of course, fear just came over me, trembling fear, And I went right back to like the way I was way back when, when I was diagnosed with an extreme panic disorder, that just retracing of that was just terrifying because I'm trembling. I have no idea. I wasn't expecting this, but I knew something was different and I wasn't having the shortness of breath. Um, I was running two miles several times a week. I could do that. I wasn't having any type of symptoms, just something fell off in me. So I proceed to uh, ask her questions, and she said, Well, it could be, you know, some sort of viral infection, autoimmune disorder, cancer. We don't know. We're just going to have to, you know, do some testing. So that's pretty much what I was left with to leave the office and come back and do some testing. And so I went through several testing. uh, Well, first of all, going home. I just was, it was about a 30 minute drive and I just was silent and I was trying to get my bearings, knowing what I knew to do, because I had already went through getting out of that state of panic. I had already healed through that. So I knew what to do. This was just another layer. And So I went home and I told my husband, you know, what was going on. He's like, You don't have any of that. This is just a test of your faith. You know, I wish I could have (laughs) submitted to him and grabbed a hold of his confidence in that this was nothing. It was just something I would have to endure, something I would have to grow through, something I would have to have faith and trust in God. And just that more refiner's fire. Oh man, it was intense. It was intense. You know, and um, the refiner's fire it talks about that in the Bible where he wants to refine us like silver and gold. When, when metal is ref- refined in a hot, hot fire, all the impurities come to the surface and they're able to skim those off and uh, keep purifying it. So I always look at when things get intense in life. Like that, like having something like that spoke over you, and that's not even the thing I wanted to share that was spoke over me. Um, but when you have have those those seasons where it feels like, oh my goodness, this is intensely hard, this is hot, this is that fiery fire, you know, fiery furnace. It, it's just intense. Well, what's coming up on the surface? What is what is it? Um, and for me, there was more fear. There was fear related to my health, fear related to who's going to take care of my special needs son that was nonverbal. That I'm the only one that really knew him. Fear of just thinking I'm um, I'm the only thing that can um, take care of Shia. You know, just all these different things surfaced. And I come home. My husband said, you know, he felt like it was just a. Gr- growing season something I would have to endure and I'm literally crying out to God and I said Lord help me to do this with stability with steadiness with your peace obviously there is more fear in me because soon as that information was shared soon as that fire was lit in my life boom what comes to the surface another layer of fear So instead of running and fighting against it, and I'm not saying it was easy to be able to endure that, to go through it, to have other cardiologists tell me, um, you could die of sudden cardiac arrest. I had another person speak over me. You are a walking, ticking time bomb. Because what happens when you have, I had a liter of fluid around my heart, a liter. You're supposed to have 25 uh, milliliters. I had a liter, um, which is way, way more. You're supposed to have a very thin layer of fluid around your heart. Again, I was not having any symptoms at all. And so this other cardiologist said that, you know, this would eventually take my life. Um, We have to get you well. And it just, finding peace with those kind of words spoke over you is only something God could have done. But... I had a part to play in it. I had to choose to resist that thought pattern of fear. I had to choose to press in to God. I had to choose to be still. I had to choose uh, to think on things that are good and love. I had to choose to trust God that his plans are good. I had to choose to let go of my son and not carry him around thinking I am the only one that can take care of him. These are all things for the six years I had to endure this and eventually ended up in the hospital having emergency heart surgery. But God took care of that. Um, he spoke it to me prior to me having it about a week uh, a week prior to me getting another echo. I literally had this vision that I would be on the operating table. I just knew it. So when I got the news that we need to get you to the emergency room because the fluid that everyone left, I went through several different cardiologists, everyone just left it alone because it was not affecting me. My blood pressure was fine. My oxygen level was fine. All my blood work was fine. All the gamut of tests that they did. I mean, all sorts of tests trying to figure out why the fluid was there because there's lots of things that the body will do in a, in a, um, self-defense kind of thing it will be in a protective mode and because something other something else is going on over here so the body will uh, put more fluid around the heart to protect it and all that so nothing nothing came up but I had to go through so many tests and you talk about test anxiety and like okay what is they going to find something with this test I'm talking about I don't even know how many tests probably 50 tests or more that I had to go through every which way, everything was tested. The only thing that was not tested was my brain, and that was the last thing that they were going to do. Um, and I just felt like, you know, everything was good, and we needed to keep going. This was after I had the surgery. They were still trying to figure out why the fluid was there. But uh, you know, I ended up getting the the call from the cardiologist saying, you know, you need to get to the emergency room we need to do heart surgery, emergency heart surgery, because your heart is in tamponade. And thank goodness I didn't know what tamponade meant, but I already knew. I was just like, game on, let's go, because the Lord already prepped my heart because I was choosing to press into him. I was choosing to embrace the season of life. And like I said, six years, I had to go through this. Six years, I had to find peace in that storm, find peace. And if God would allow me to die and this would go, have me go into sudden cardiac arrest and take my life, I had to trust his plan for my son. Um, I remember when God revealed that to me because I was choosing, To be still and seek him out in the midst of this. Because I'm like, why does this fear keep coming up? And I would be fine for weeks. And all of a sudden I get this intense wave of fear. Why does this keep coming up? God, speak to me. What is it? What what is the root issue of this? Give me revelation. So I'm asking these questions. I'm sitting there processing it, going through it. For three weeks I just processed this particular fear. What was going on? What was the root issue? Seeking his word, doing some Bible studies on faith, um, and then just that downpour of revelation. You have such a tight grip on your son that you think if I allowed something to happen to you, that nobody else could take care of him. Do you not think that I care enough for your son to have a plan in place if, in fact, your time on earth is done? And I just cried and cried and cried and cried. And it just, just that weight of that fear just completely lifted. Revelation breakthrough, boom, just like that. And I was able to let go and say, I trust you, Lord, with my son. I trust that your plans are good, that you love him more than I love him, and that you will take care of him. I had him as an idol. I had such a tight grip on my son that that's where the root of the fear came from. Uh, You know, my husband was deployed. I had to just carry on through life thinking I'm a walking walking, ticking time bomb. But what came down to it was, do I trust the Lord? You can't escape death. I came to the realization, I can't escape death. My days are numbered. God knows exactly when, where, how, all of that. I can either fight against it and be miserable through life and be terrified. What if today my heart collapses? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And just live in complete turmoil and fear? No, I refused. Refused to live in fear like I did back when I hit rock bottom in that panicked place. I refused. And I just resisted. And I chose to trust God. I chose to seek God. I chose to run after my peace. I chose to press in. I chose to just be still. I chose every single day, several times a day, to do it differently, to think differently. And it was a process. And it wasn't just miraculous, poof, it all went away. There was perseverance. There was discipline. There was a sense of uh, just this warrior spirit that I will not live in fear. I will trust God. I will stand steady. I will be strong and courageous in the midst of what he's enduring. And I ultimately had to have surgery. Um, I was in the hospital for seven days. Yeah, for seven days. I was in ICU for like five everything was fine. Everything's great. They just did what was called a pericardial window where they opened up the sack of the, uh, um, that's around my heart and, re, you know, totally just took all the fluid and put a, you know, left that hold there. So if in fact it still wants to continue filling up for whatever reason, they call it an idiopathic, no one knows why it was there. And, um, I'm fine. I've always been fine. It's just this this knowing it was there. What a mental job knowing it was there, knowing that it could, you know, take my life any second and I could just walk in peace, steady, stable. Um because God was faithful, because God is good, because God never left my side because God promises to never leave me or forsake me because when I'm weak, I'm strong in Him. I can be strong and courageous. I can endure things with Him. Now, could I do that on my own strength? Absolutely not. And I don't encourage you to do anything on your own strength. I encourage you to be still. In the presence of God, you have absolutely everything you need. Absolutely everything you need. You just have to choose to turn the TV off to turn the phone off, to quit with the distractions, to stop whatever is taking your time and go and be still, not out of a religious act or chore or sense of duty or obligation, because you desire something more than what you have now. You desire peace you can have that in the presence of God. You desire strength and clarity and revelation and wisdom. You can have that in the presence of God. You desire, um, you know, unf- you know, to get rid of the unforgiveness, to to get rid of the bitterness and the anger and the chaos and all of that. You can have that in the presence of God. You go and you seek, and you will find Him. When you seek Him with all your heart, you will find Him. I encourage you, if you are going through a difficult season, if you are having a hard time finding peace in the midst of your life with everything that's going on in the world and if you feel like you are stumbling every which way um, in a state of fear, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, turmoil of some sort, get my book, Living Still, Walking in Peace in the Midst of Life. It is the core foundation that allowed me to be able to endure what i just shared with you that is where i learned how to find that sense of stability and steadiness no matter what throws is thrown at me and all glory to god for where i am today all glory to god that i was able to endure that season with peace and strength. All glory to God that I can trust him despite the uncertainty, despite the unknown, that I could walk by faith and not by sight, that I could just lean on him and not lean on on my own understanding. All glory to him. So if you you are struggling and you don't have peace, I encourage you, please pick up that book. You can go to belovegivelove.com. And you can find the book. You can also, if you just want to, you know, check it out, you can sign up for the newsletter and get the introduction in the first chapter free. Um, You can reach out to me and book a session with me. um, And, you know, I can help you get started, but I'm going to ask you to get the book and devour it. uh, Read it with a sense of if something speaks to you while you're reading it, don't just skim over that. Healing is a process. You can't just read a book and think, poof, that was a great book, and think, okay, yeah, that made me feel ooey gooey. It seems right. It feels good. No, you have to apply it. You have to do the work that's in that book. I didn't get here wishing. I didn't get here hoping. I didn't get here praying. I got here by putting putting action into my life, putting one step forward, doing the work, persevering, discipline, showing up, stepping to the plate, just doing it with his strength. Even when it was hard, even when I didn't feel like it, even when there were so many distractions, I turn the distractions off. I seek after the Lord because I want peace and stability and steadiness and strength and love and joy. More than I want anything else in life. I want to be a reflection of God's love. Of God's peace. Of God's strength. So that it can greatly impact the world around you. I want you to see him. Everything that God is in me. I want you to see that in me. In my words. In my actions. In what I do. How I live my life. I want you to see him. So that way maybe. Just maybe. You could say I want whatever she's doing. I want to live that way. And it has nothing to do with Abby. It has to do with with me seeking God, me seeking peace over chaos, me choosing. Yes, it has to do with me stepping up and me choosing, yes, and resisting to do anything other than that. But it is God that comes in supernaturally and overtakes it and gives me the revelation, the strength, the peace all of that. That's not something I muster up. That's something that God will freely give to any of us. Any of us. You are as close to God as you choose to be. You are close to his strength and wisdom and patience and love and joy and revelation as you choose to seek it out. That's just choose. Just turn and face him. Just, um, just be still and know. Just take that time right now. Take that time to seek after his face. The Bible says, seek me continually. Seek my face continually. Meditate on my word day in and day out. Not because I'm religious. I am not religious in any way, but I am a lover of Jesus. I am a lover of love. I am a lover of peace. I am a lover of... um, what the Word of God is and how it has transformed my life um, to be who I am today. So get my book, Living Still, Walking in Peace in the Midst of Life, if you'd like. If you feel led to, uh, read it. Highlight the things that stand out. Go back and reread and reread and reread. Reach out to me for a session if you feel like you you need you know some one-on-one support. And just, if you don't do any of that just take time to be still ask God I dare you ask God to reveal himself to you in a beautiful powerful special way that you will know with certainty that it was him speaking to you in that very moment I love you guys thank you so much for listening thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast if you've been blessed in any way share this share this on your social media platform share it in an email share it in a text um my heart just deeply, deeply desires to encourage and inspire others to love themselves well so they're better able to be love and give love to the world around them. I'll see you next time. Bye bye.